You are listening to the Choose Your Struggle podcast, a member of the Shameless Podcast Network. People will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. That famous quote by the extraordinary Maya Angelou is exactly why I speak. It's why I tell my story and mix education around the topics of mental health, substance misuse and recovery, and drug use and policy with motivation, inspiration, and purpose. So when you're looking for your next keynote or breakout session speaker, reach out. Find me at my website, jshiftman.com, and I promise you, your employees, your group members, the students at your school, everybody will come away having learned something. And that's how we create change. Reach out today. Spread love. Choose your struggle. Hello and welcome to today's Monday Motivation episode of the Choose Your Struggle podcast. I'm recording this on a very rainy and warm uh, July 1st, Thursday. It is my dog Nell's birthday, so happy birthday to Nell. It's her third, third birthday and we're obviously just delighted to have her in our lives. She's laying here next to me sleeping, which uh, she does most of the day in my office, which I love. It's also the beginning of my birthday month. So shout out to everyone who has already donated to the uh, birthday fundraiser and to everyone who is doing things to help me with that. Uh, shout out to Spark Tabor of the Cookies for Breakfast podcast. We're going to do a special live stream on Sunday the 18th, I think it is. Is that the 19th? Something like that. Um, which will be the official ending of the birthday fundraiser. So hopefully we're over the goal by then and anything we make that day is bonus. If not, we're going to have a goal to hit <laughs> on that day. So um, definitely get on that. Literally every dollar counts. I've had people donate five bucks. That's awesome. I, I really mean that. The, the The coolest thing would be if a lot of people donate a dollar or a couple dollars and we hit the goal that way. That is the true power of of this, um, the organizing that I try to do is to get a lot of people involved and learn about this amazing organization and the work that, that we are doing. Now, as the name of this episode suggests, we're talking microdosing, specifically microdosing around psilocybin. The reason I chose this is, is twofold. Number one, I've been struggling lately to feel creative. Uh, I think... Uh, part of that is that I haven't really had a day off in a while. I, I work very hard at this at this work, and you know, this is, <laughs> this podcast and in the work that I do, the live events, they're not um, art, right? I mean, I, but it is creativity, and and you know, part of that, by the way, coming up on Wednesday, uh, you're hearing this on Monday, Wednesday night, eight thirty Eastern time is the next A Day in the Life featuring me. It's just me, me. Uh, I am I am hosting. I am <laughs> doing the the storytelling myself. And then we will return to regularly scheduled, you know, me interviewing other people and them telling stories after that. So check that out Wednesday night, 8.30 Eastern time on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. But there is creativity that is involved, right? I mean, I, I as I'm talking right now, there's no script in front of me. This is just me thinking about the things that matter to me. Uh, when I interview people, I usually come in with a question or two. And honestly, we don't ever use them. I, like I used to come in with like 10 questions and then I started bringing a couple just in case. But that's what I love about doing those interviews is they're very conversation style. 
they're very much I am present listening to these stories and what the people are talking about. And I have questions, you know, there is a lot of creativity that goes into doing this work. And I think I'm just trained. I, I haven't had time off in a while. I don't have any coming up. Um, I have a day scheduled off, which is nice, but like, you know, that's okay because this work starts and ends with me. My team is amazing, but also, you know, there, there is a big part of me doing this work. So, I am feeling uncreative. And then I had a wonderful conversation about it two hours before I recorded this with a young woman named uh, Ifet Harvey of the uh, People of Color Psychedelic Collective. They are a young nonprofit uh, that is trying to do advocacy and education work around uh, psychedelics, specifically um, providing more or, or uh, trying to get more of a voice for people of color in this space. And it is a very white space. So I very much support their work. Um, Ifet and I are going to talk about getting her on the podcast coming up. So um, the the reason I chose this topic today is that this is something that is bringing me joy right now. And it's a topic I think that's getting a lot more attention. Um, psychedelics, period, definitely are. But it's also one that a lot of people don't know that much about, or if they do know something, it's it might be wrong. So the, the point of today is just very much an introduction. This will not be the be-all, end-all of talking about psychedelics on this show. Obviously, I've had uh, people before talking about this. I will talk about this more. But for, for a full context here, my relationship with psychedelics goes way back. Obviously, if you've heard my story, which most of you have, you know that psychedelics were a big part of, of my experience. Um, when I was struggling with addiction, psychedelics helped me leave my uh, experiences behind and kind of get a break from my life. For me, I was never into LSD. I, I tried it about five or six times. I tripped maybe twice, uh, definitely once, maybe twice. And neither and, and the, the one that I remember was not good. The other times it did nothing for me. So LSD was not my jam. Uh, psilocybin has always been my go-to. I did DMT a, a good amount, um, which is fine. It's, it's just a much shorter trip and much more intense. So anyway, psilocybin. For me, I've always had a low tolerance for, for, for pretty much a lot of things, you know? I mean, y'all know I still love cannabis. Um, when I smoke, I can't smoke a bowl. I, I, I can't. I, I, pack my bowl of CBD and sprinkle a couple of, a little bit of, of cannabis or, or high THC cannabis on top. That's how I smoke because I can't smoke, you know, high THC only. I will be too high. Um, same with drinking. I, I still have a, you know, good relationship with alcohol, but I can't have more than two glasses of whiskey. I can't have more than three or four beers because I'm not that guy. My tolerance is real low. So with psilocybin, Sort of a little bit of context here. Unsafe use is considered in terms of levels, all right? Because usually what we're talking about when we talk about unsafe use is is more about the frequency, not the um, total amount. But there is obviously a cutoff for everything, right? I mean, you cannot overdose in psilocybin. It's not like physically it's not possible. However, anything over a certain amount is going to be bad for everyone. It doesn't matter what your tolerance is. Typically, that amount is seen as about six grams, um, which is 
a good amount of shrooms. If you look at uh, an actual mushroom, and by the way, that's if I should didn't say this earlier, psilocybin is magic mushrooms. So, um, you know, these are, uh, I'll get into this in a second, but they're, they're literally mushrooms. Anything over six grams is considered just too much for anyone. Anything between two and four is a typical dose, two to four grams for different people, depending on their tolerance. You don't know your tolerance until you try. And so for me, anything over 1.5 grams is typically more than I want, or higher than I want to be. At 1.5 grams, and I, and I just tried this out the other day to see if that was still true, and it is, um, the initial peak is pretty high, and then I come down and I'm in a great place. Anything over that, even if I try two grams, which is a typical amount for some people, I will start having the the hallucinogenic effects. And that, that's not what I want now. Um, it was back in the day. You know, I used to trip and really enjoy that. But now that's not what I go for. For other people, somewhere between two and four is going to be their threshold of I'm really high, but I'm not experiencing hallucinogenic effects. Um, but for some people like myself, that is enough to, to, to kick that in. So anything below that is technically a micro microdose. But when someone talks about a microdose, what they're really talking about is a very, very small amount. Uh, for me and for most people, that is somewhere between 0.1 to 0.5 grams. Now, again, sort of to put that in context, two full grams is the typical dose for a person of psilocybin. So we're talking about a very small amount here. Um, if you want to kind of rationalize what this looks like, a good microdose is one small mushroom, maybe a couple inches long, if that, um, that's a microdose. So if, if you're taking a microdose, the point is not to feel something. The point is not to feel high. It's not, it's more to feel well, it depends on the person. So before I get into that, let me talk a little bit about how I reintroduced psilocybin to my life. About three months ago now, right when we moved to Philadelphia, I ordered a kit. It was a grow kit for any mushroom. It's a, it's a really awesome kit. And if you're interested, reach out. Um, by the way, I'll say this now. I am not advocating that you break the law. Um, this is still illegal in most places. Um, it, it, even in the places it's not <laughs> like a, a, a really serious offense, it is still illegal. It's just decriminalized. Um, so, you know, this is something you're doing at your own risk. Uh, I, I, I'm doing this at my own risk. That being said, <laughs> what we're talking about here is, is mushrooms, right? We're not talking, I'm not advocating that you make crack, uh, or, or, or meth. If that's what you're into, that's fine. Do your thing. Um, that's not my my cup of tea. That's not my jam. And uh, I, I am not advocating that you make those. I'm not advocating that you grow shrooms. However, if you would like to do it and do it safely, let me know. So anyway, I got this kit. And the kit came with these um, grow mediums already created. All you have to do is add whatever you want it to grow. So if, if you want to grow shiitake, you can grow shiitake mushrooms in this kit. Obviously, I got it to grow psilocybin. So I reached out to a different company. Um, you know, these places, 
uh, have partnerships where they're like, if you are a researcher, wink, wink, uh, try this place. So I reach out to them and I sign up that I am a researcher. Uh, you know, well, I, I am. I am a researcher. Not the type that they're probably thinking, but I am a researcher. And they send you a syringe. That, that's all it is. It's just a syringe. And in that syringe, is a, it's a bunch of liquid. And floating around in there is one spore. So what you're kind of doing is taking its little baby offshoots and putting them into these grow mediums, right? For the next three weeks or so, um, it just populated. And what that looked like is these grow mediums, which were mason jars full of, of whatever the medium that they had sent me was. They look like they're being taken over by spider webs and they get more encompassing of this growing medium. Uh, there were 12 um, mason jars of which 10 grew perfectly. One went bad. It turned colors and that's a pretty good sign that it was bad. And one, nothing happened, which is pretty good, pretty good percentage. Um, I had to, to, to use the syringe to put it in to all of these grow mediums. So it's definitely possible that I missed two of them up. That definitely is, that is probably what happened. So, uh, after three weeks, this, they're completely populated. You then transfer them into this, this, um, this sort of bigger aquarium like setup that this company had sent me and they grew like you wouldn't believe, um, I have no idea what total weight or anything like that this grew. Uh, it grew so much that I've given away over 50% of what I grew, and I still have enough to last me the rest of the year if I want to. Um, this was nuts. The whole setup cost over under 150 bucks, with shipping all of it under 150 If I was to sell this, which I'm not, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm just not interested in doing that. Um, I have multiple thousands of dollars worth of, of shrooms that this kit grew. So if you are looking <laughs> uh, to be your neighborhood's dealer, I'm not recommending that. That's not at all what I'm recommending. However, it was a good money investment. So anyway, it, it, <laughs> it grew all of this. And at first I was like, all right, I need to do the research. Obviously, this is super important to me that I do this right. Um, and so... I've read books, articles. I'm on my third book about shrooms, about psilocybin. I'm actually reading one right now about microdosing. The person in the book is, is microdosing LSD. Uh, she is on my list of people that I want to get on this show. So we'll see. That would be pretty cool. Um, but I wanted to make sure I did this right. So unfortunately, my scale, uh, I do still have my weed scale back from 10 years ago when I used to sell, only goes, the lowest it goes to is 0 0.4, 0 0.4 grams. Well, as I said before, uh, microdosing is between 0.1 and 0.5 grams. So I wanted to start the lowest I could. So I uh, sort of eyeballed, I, I got to where the scale was no longer reading and then took a little more away and was like, all right, I'm gonna try this. Uh, the first time I tried, I overshot. And when I say I overshot, it wasn't like, oh God, I'm tripping. Not even close. I, I, I took... Uh, you know, I'm going to guess probably 0.3 grams, 0.4 grams, somewhere in there, um, probably just under what the scale was registering. So, you know, we'll say 0.3. Uh, and if it took me, if it takes me 1.5 to 1.75 to trip, you know, this is still significantly less than, than what it would take. Unfortunately, it was, it was enough that I felt something. Uh, I say, unfortunately, because that wasn't my goal, but it was a good, it was a good feeling. Uh, when it kicked in, I immediately went, okay, I overshot this a little bit. I cannot, 
<laughs> you know, I was gonna, I did it on a Saturday and I was like, if it works, you know, maybe um, I'll, I'll be creative or something like that and I'll do some work. Instead, I went for a walk and had a wonderful day. Uh, I, I went record shopping. I, I went and got some delicious food. Uh, it was wonderful. It was a really fantastic day. So <laughs> second time, I did it right. Uh, I didn't feel anything. And instead, what I felt was sort of like how I've described it since as a shield, right? My wife and I, uh, this was the third time. I think this is a better example. But my wife and I went to, we went out for the day. We did some stuff, right? And there were things that normally would have caused annoyance, caused anxiety, um, caused unhappiness, and I felt none of it. Um, I just felt good all day. I felt normal. And it wasn't the kind of thing where it was like, oh, I'm just in a good mood. Like, I was in a good mood, but this was different. This was, boy, it, <laughs> just yesterday... I would have been really annoyed that we waited in this this 10 minute line because the the venue we're going to for this thing was so disorganized, right? And instead I just stood in line. Um, you know, I I we were walking around looking for food. Um, it took us like 15 minutes to find a place that was open, and I wasn't annoyed about it. I just was okay, well, we'll keep looking. You know, these are things that normally I would have felt annoyance, I would have felt anxiety about. And I didn't. So this was really interesting to me because a lot of the research I had done was around or a lot of the, 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 the results or what people had said the results were, was that microdosing for them was a boost in creativity. Well, as I said on the way into this episode, I haven't got that. You know, this for me has not been creativity inducing. Now, there are aspects that have been. One of the things that, that psilocybin does really well for me is unlock parts of uh, unlock a second level of thinking for me. So, um, you know, a thought that normally would kind of just bounce through in my head, I'll seize on and go, oh, that's a great idea. Let me store that away for later, right? But the idea that I'm going to take some psilocybin and think of the next big plan for my business, that's not really how it's been working for me. It's more just extra levels of thinking that allow me to consider things deeper or from other angles. That's a, that's a good way to put it. But I, for the most part, the majority of it for me has been this shield. So last week, um, we had a visitor in town and she was interested in, in taking some psilocybin and going to a museum. So I gave her what she wanted. She took over two grams uh, which for her was not enough to, to trip, but this was her normal level of I'm going to be really high for a while and then be a really beautiful level of high for the rest of the afternoon. So I was like, all right, I cannot take that level. I know myself well enough. That's going to be a bad afternoon for me. I'm not interested in doing that. So I took 1.35 or 1.4 grams. I don't remember the exact amount. And it was higher than I wanted to go. It, it, it was a really good learning experience. I was never so high that like I was in danger. Obviously, this is that's not what this was. It was just more of okay, my peak is very high right now, um, and then thirty minutes later, I was perfectly fine where I wanted to be. So these are good learning experiences. Obviously, that was not a, a microdose. Uh, that was ten times the microdose uh, level, um, and it was a good learning experience because for me, it was a safe environment. I was in a museum, and 
I know that that's not what I'm interested in doing going forward. It was a mindful use of, of shroomed, which is something that I, uh, strongly advocate. And I think that is really important no matter what you're doing, obviously that you do it with a mindful or in a mindful way. And that's the good and the bad, right? That's the, okay, the results from this I'm getting are good. And it's also, oh, wow, okay, that wasn't what I wanted. You know, obviously, part of that mindful use was making sure that I wasn't, I'm going to take three grams and see what happens. Hell no, that's not, <laughs> that's not mindful. But afterwards, being like, okay, I can safely say I went higher than I would like to go in the future, not anywhere close to what would be unsafe, but also more than what I'm enjoying, right? I mean, that's the mindful piece at play there. So I think for, for a lot of you listening, you may have no concept of what I'm talking about, right? You may have gotten high, you know, you may smoke some weed. You, obviously, you've probably been drunk in your life. That's much more common. So what does shrooms literally do to you? Well, the, the the downside, the negative of shrooms is you are effectively giving yourself food poisoning. I mean, it's like that is literally what is happening. Um, it is not uncommon in the half an hour to, let's say, hour after you take shrooms to very much be in a position where you need to go to the bathroom. Um, you do not feel good. It's not comfortable when you first take it and your body is like, what <laughs> What the fuck are you doing to me? Your stomach does not feel good. Um, but, you know, if you go to the bathroom or or if, if it's not high enough that that needs to be the case, it'll pass and you feel okay. It, it goes away pretty quickly. The, the shroom high is very different than, than weed high. You, you smoke weed, you kind of blast to a certain level immediately, and then you slowly come down from there. The shroom high is different in that it comes in waves. Um, the first wave you feel, if you microdose, obviously, you won't feel any of this. You may feel the ultimate peak, like, oh, I just felt a little bit of something, uh, whatever that is for you. Some people, it might just be you're hyper aware for a second. You're like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm feeling that. Uh, for others, you may get the equivalent of, let's say, a buzz, depending on what you take and, and what your tolerance is. But the shroom high comes, it builds, it builds, you hit your high, and then you start coming down. And depending on how much you've taken or what your tolerance is, that can be you know, let's we'll say with a microdose, you're only feeling the highest thing. So that feeling will last a couple minutes. For, you know, taking a, an actual dose of shrooms, you're going to feel it for probably between four and six hours, um, sometimes as high as eight, depending on how much you took, what your uh, setting is. By the way, that's if you haven't heard that expression before of set and setting, um, it talks about it, what it applies to is that when it comes to, to psychedelics, the two most important things in how you respond to the drugs are your mindset, your set, and the setting that you're in. So, uh, you know, literally with mindset, are you in a positive mood? Are you in a negative mood? Are there negative influences that 
you know, that's what that's where a bad trip comes from. Are there things that are going to influence you, whether internally or externally? Um, for for uh, setting, it's are you in a place where you feel safe? Are you in a place where you um, have stimulation that's positive and not negative, you know, uh, bad trips do happen. They are not random. <laughs> We've been kind of led to believe by movies that, oh no, this is going bad on me. Well, it's not the drug. <laughs> the drug doesn't have the capability of being good or bad. The, 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 the negative or the positive is completely controlled by those two, um, those two influences, whether it's it's internal, external mindset or your setting. So um, that has a lot to do with it. And, and, you know, you do have to be a bit in control. So a perfect example, that that first time when I, I took the, the probably about 0.3 grams, um, there was something immediately that happened right after I took it, that was like, wasn't a negative, it was more annoying than anything else, right? But very quickly, not long after that, my mind started spinning about it and going, okay, I need to focus on this. I had to stop in and say, nope, you cannot. Number one, there's something I could do about this situation. Again, it was very, it was nothing. It was just an annoying situation. I cannot be of any help. And also, if I focus on this, I am going to be annoyed. I'm going to have a negative interaction with these shrooms. So I had to instead put on some good music, set myself in a positive direction, and then I had a wonderful day. So you do have to have a little bit of control in that in that sense. You also, of course, do not want to be in a situation where you could be influenced by a negative external um, event. So uh, <laughs> one time um, I was on shrooms, this was you know over a decade ago, we were sitting at my friend's house and a car accident happened outside. It was one of those freak events. Obviously, you can't plan for that. That obviously took a negative turn. Now, it wasn't like a bad trip, but it was like, I still remember this, obviously, 10 years or more than 10 years now, what, 12, 13 years. That kind of thing implants on you because you're like, wow, like this, this is a very heavy situation. So that is where your intentions really matter. And for me, um, I am sure with practice, as a lot of people have successfully done, I I could use microdosing to uh, the direction that I was mentioning earlier about creativity. And I could train myself to, as I said before, once I have those positive thoughts, those, those interesting ideas, keep going down that rabbit hole to the point where beautiful things come from it. I'm not there yet. And I'm also not doing this that often. You know, I've had these shrooms now for three weeks and I've done it or more than that, almost a month. And I've done it, uh, five times, six times. Um, one of the books I'm reading, I've read said that a good microdosing experience should be once every three days. Um, I obviously have not followed that regiment because I've done it once every five or six days. So uh, that is a really interesting idea to me. I don't know that I'd want to do it once every three days because a part of microdosing, a part of any extreme experience, a part of any uh, psychedelic experience is the come down. And this is something I'm working with my team on of, of sort of figuring out, is this something that I could, you know, sort of present on at, at conferences. And, um, this is an, an idea that, that is very 
I think interesting to me and interesting to a lot of people in this in this um, sphere is is the come down aspect of this event because when when you take a lot, the come down is a very real thing. It's it's heavy, um, but even when you when you microdose, you feel the absence absence. You know, uh, you may not feel the impact because it's so um, it's such a small change in, in the way that you're feeling that it's almost imperceptible but you do feel the lack of it you do feel when it leaves and if you don't take care of your mental health if you don't um, do some of the mindfulness exercises that I've talked about endlessly on this show that that come down can be super heavy and it can be uh, it can send your mood cratering um, and, and even if you do some of these, it's, I have noticed that the next day, my mood rating tends to be a one rung lower because, uh, it is, it is emotionally tiring at times to, 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 uh, feel that come down. So, um, that is something that, that we're exploring because I think it's a really important topic um, and, and it's something that a lot of people have a misconception about, you know, going back to this idea that the drugs cause that. No, it's, it's, it's more about you. It's more about the person. It's more about your control over your mindset. So, um, really I think fascinating. I hope this has been enjoyable to you. A, a good introduction. As I said, I could talk about this for a lot longer, um, I think it's a very important topic because these uh, we're seeing now therapy being built around higher doses of, of psilocybin specifically that are really changing people's lives and really helping people. Um, obviously, that is a very different use of this. Uh, it's a very structured use of, of psilocybin, one that I'm, I am so interested in trying. Um, and I've, I've spent a lot of time researching and reading about because I just find it fascinating, uh, and, and would love to try it myself. So, um, that is the thing that I'm, I, I have on the back burner. I've been exploring, trying to find people that I could try that with. And if I find someone, I'll, I'll definitely let you all know, but as always with Monday episodes, let me know what you think. Um, you know, the first person to reach out gets a magnet, the, the second, third for whatever gets stickers, um, and so, so please reach out. I would love to hear from you. Uh, if you've tried psilocybin, if you've tried microdosing, let's compare notes. Um, and, and, you know, uh, if you're like, how dare you talk about this? I, I, you know, I think, I, I think that's overblown, but you know, still would love to hear from you. So, uh, have a great week. Please check out the birthday fundraiser. My birthday is this week. So, uh, you know, do it, do a, a birthday, uh, a nice birthday thing for me. I would definitely appreciate it. All right. Choose your struggle.